Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The holidays are here, and with giftcards.com, it's easy to send the perfect gift. From gamers and foodies to fashion and beauty lovers, there's a great gift card option for everyone on your list. Or surprise them with the specially curated Holiday Favorites e-gift card. Redeemable at Lululemon, Grubhub, Ulta, Wayfair, Macy's, Lowe's, and Barnes & Noble. Your lucky loved one can pick their favorite athleisure, beauty products, home decor, and entertainment all with one convenient gift. Holiday Favorites cards are delivered near instantly via email and can be used both in-store and online, making them both easy to send and spend. They contain no fees and never expire, making it a perfect gift you can't go wrong with. Start gifting today at www.giftcards.com multi. Happy holidays from giftcards.com. Hey everyone, TrueCar has been a proud supporter of Podcast One for years, so we want to partner with them to hear all about your TrueCar experience. And you may even get an Amazon gift card to kick off your summer. So we want to hear all about your TrueCar shopping experience. Send us an email to truecar at podcastone.com and tell us all about your shopping experience with TrueCar. The first 200 people to email will receive a $20 Amazon gift card. So you have to send in your email soon. Again, it's truecar at podcastone.com. We can't wait to hear from you. Stay little chico pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba da ba ba ba. Today on Colada Jedi Council, Daisy Ridley, she's an affiliate and talking all about it and some Star Wars. Dave Bautista's in some wild rumors, only rumors. We're going to talk about that and your questions are going to fuel our hearts here on Colada Jedi Council. It starts right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. It's the show where we talk about Star Wars. That's right. Hence Jedi Council, because that's in the movies or in a book. Uh, welcome back to the show. Joining us, as always, is Kylo Ken. Ken Knapsack. Happy to be here, sir. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. 
Perfect. <laughs> Kim Horcher's back. Hello, Kim. How you doing? Hi. One time I saw the Jedi Council subtitled as the Presbyterian Church. Oh, nice. In a, a bootleg Asian edition. Was Ken there? Wow. At the Presbyterian Church? Uh, yeah. I, that's possible. Yeah. That's Picking up I some asked. wafers and wine in the back. I figured as much. Yeah. I was yeah. raised Presbyterian. Uh, yeah. So maybe that's, this yeah. is where I belong. This is where you belong. We figured it <laughs> out. <laughs> that's the show. Thanks for joining us. Bye. 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 Cody, play the music. Oh, wait. It's the wrong show. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, happy 4th of July, by the way. Thank you. It's not 4th of July. I guess it is. Yes. For, the, for, the, for yeah. the pre thing. That's yeah, what we're doing. We're yeah. doing a pre show. Pre show. Let the 4th be with you. It doesn't work with this one. This was taped three months ago. True. So uh, they just announced the title of the movie is Rise of Skywalker, Ken. Did you hear that? You hear that, Roca? Yeah. 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 Very okay. nice. All right, listen, we're going to talk about movie news, uh, but it's Star Wars movie news. Everything in the world of Star Wars that pertains to the films. Ken, what do you got? All right, so we're going to talk a lot about Daisy Ridley, Ray, and, and comments and quotes and uh, context and what it means. Also, we're just going to try to have fun with this because I think this is a story that keeps coming up. Uh, these The actors go out on press tours uh, for other movies. In this case, it's Ophelia, which Daisy Ridley is in. And then, of course, people are going to ask, hey, I uh, hear you're in a space war and uh, <laughs> things come out of it. Uh, so, Christian, we're going to start there. Uh, you, can, you can take the words of any one of these performers and, and mold it to how you want it to say it. And that's we all do it. We all have an agenda, whether we want to or not. You know, positive, negative, down the middle, you want a hot dog, doesn't matter. But I'm going to read this quote, and here's what she said uh, uh, re- regarding uh, the last Jedi episode 8, everything. She says, it's just a different thing. Everyone's going to have an opinion now anyway on the Internet, but I also think it's fair. If people hold something incredibly dear and think they know how it should be, and it's not like that, it's fair for people to think they were done wrong. It doesn't mean they were, ultimately. Ryan's a filmmaker, and one person can't dictate how a film is supposed to be, but freedom of expression, sure. Uh, that's a quote, and that starts, uh, you got 12 think pieces, 18 YouTube videos now, just yeah. a second. And the best part about it is I'm not even going to comment on that quote. I want to talk about the, the actual lightsaber thing that she said. Yeah. Like the lightsaber. Oh, the fight? What's that? The fight she's about to yeah, have? Yeah, well, they're just talking about the, that picture itself, the one that's behind mm-hmm. your head. That, uh, that, that picture, they said it was just kind of like for fun or it was a display, but it, she then Ooh. talked about how it's going to be a real epic lightsaber yeah. battle. Um, and that makes sense because that's what J.J. Abrams set up when he had them them fight in the in the seventh one we thought in the eighth that they were going to kind of have a scrap of the for a little bit they fought side by side and now in this one they're going to have that epic clash it's not going to be the final clash because i don't think anyway but it'll be a battle in the rain wherever whatever that planet it it almost looks like the same planet where the death star crashed is that i'm going to call that the john cusack planet because it happens in the rain while screaming and crying yeah maybe i'll hold the lightsaber over Mm -hmm. his head high Uh, fidelity reference roca oh i was going to say anything that's true too. Uh, anyway, I'm really excited for the the I guess second fight between these two. Kim, is this one of the things you're most anticipating? I for? mean, of course they're going to have a huge fight. Yeah. It's the last one of this trilogy. It's like saying the X wings will show up and they will fire at the bad guys. You know, it's it's going to happen. But the scale of it, like, tell this... me your sources. <laughs> I will never reveal my journalistic sur- sources. Yeah, but the but the scale of it, though, are we, are we expecting like a, a real? I mean, because this we're we're getting a ray that yeah. has been now trained anywhere between a year and a year and a half from all the Jedi. It seems like from because from what we see in that trailer, Luke says that you've learned everything that we could possibly teach you. So you're going to the most skilled, powerful ray we've seen, plus a very angry, powerful Kylo. So 
do you think this could be an epic clash, Ken? What do you think? I mean, here's your quote. Uh, you know, we've done. Uh, I think they've done a great job with all the relationships, the fun friendships, and the sort of strange thing with Ray and Kylo. Also, we have a great fight, a great fight. And I was really happy that Vanity Fair picture showed a bit of it. It's a great fight. I mean, she also mentions just in world. Uh, and we, we've seen some of her, uh, the, you, uh, I think the video that went of her stunt double, doing yeah, all the, yeah. the fight double, doing all the crazy stuff. But she herself says that I've become a better fighter. Yeah. So they're able to do more things. Uh, yeah, this leads to something that's going to be pretty. I agree with you. I don't think this is the final part of the movie. Or right. maybe uh, what happened an hour into the film? They could, uh, they could, the movie could start like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Think about that. That's not actually a bad idea. Yeah, probably um, won't, but it would be great. Probably won't, that. but yeah. That's why I love Revenge of the Sith, because it's one of the only things that starts with a war. Yeah, well, uh, let's, let's play some fantasy, uh, fantasy writing here. How would you, how would you want to see this, like, this take place? Like, where, like, is, is it the way, the way I see it is, mm-hmm. you, based on things that we saw in the trailer, is that yeah. they're, they're looking down, they see the, the remnants of what we believe is the, 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 the Death Star from Re- Return of the Jedi. Death Star 2, yeah. Maybe. Death Star 2. We assume. We assume. We're just we're saying if It'd it is. It would be Death Star 3 that we never knew about. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably Star Killer Base. Uh, but <laughs> but it's not. It, it's the it's that Death Star from yeah, yeah. Death Star 2. And they're doing and it looks like they're all going on this adventure together. Um, and I think that whatever they find on the Death Star, whatever remnants, I think that on the way out, on the way out of that particular thing, this is where this take, takes place. And Everybody else gets the hell out of the way, and these two just kind of scrap. It almost is like Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon in mm-hmm. Episode One, except a, a lot longer and, and more. But the first, the Tatooine one? Or? Yes. Gotcha. Yes. What if that isn't rain? What if it's like a dam breaking or something? Because. Yeah. Well, oh, I like that. Yeah. Good yeah. Job, what if Kevin. they're in a really dangerous situation, and that's why everybody's gone? And it kind of could end in a draw, you know. I would say first half of the movie, maybe first quarter of the movie. Yeah, I like that. That's that's. I mean, what somebody something got destroyed, and it's it's almost like the reverse of Anakin versus Obi Wan in the lava. Yeah, but it's water. I like that. That's cool. You still need the high ground, though. Yeah, mm. you, you certainly do. Ken, what do you think? I like everything you guys are saying here. I, I think uh, there's going to be. Um, I, I like this idea of uh, of them two opposing sides chasing the same thing. Yeah, I think the Holy Grail and Last Crusade and and the, a penitent man shall pass. Uh, and I think a big fight trying to get to or from, uh, like you said, Kim, from something that uh, they either needed. Yeah, the the spirit of Palpatine. Palpatine's robe. Right. Uh, I think Moff Jer Gerard pops up and here goes. I've been here the whole time, <laughs> thirty years. Um, where where did the saber come from? Though? Remember, did, did, wasn't there a rumor that that's going to be Luke? That's going to be the Anakin Luke's. Well, Saber? I think she. Uh, it's hard to tell. But that was, I, I heard, we, pa- we heard at, somewhere at yeah. the pa- well, yeah. Also at the panel, yeah. Um, they do talk about hey, the hero blade, Anakin, Luke's blade, and everything, and you know the idea that she could rebuild it's pretty easy to believe, yeah. and, and and we see that trailer looks like it's there, right? But she kind of played coy with that answer, just like they play coy with the time of this movie. Right. We know a year or so after, but I I still believe in in, in some sort of fade in, fade out of uh, you know some time passes within the movie. Um, so, yeah, maybe this is early on. She rebuilt it, and then that doesn't work, so she's going to go finally get that triple-sided spinning uh, blade uh, uh, staff that everyone wanted. Uh, Kim, you probably wanted that too, right? Uh, I don't know. But I think the, I think this is going to be great. Yeah, I like it. I like the I had a lot of caffeine today, Kim. I'm, yeah. glad. I'm glad. One of us needed to. Uh, what's, uh, what's next? Well, that, this story. What, the same story? Let's do it again. Let's cover it. Just, let's just cover um, the story Did you again. want to talk about that quote that was ignored off the top? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think you it know. was just a fancy way of her saying, I don't care. 
Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But this has been what's been going on for a week with, with her. She's doing this press tour. She's going Good Morning America. Uh, you say, uh, you know, she, she says you get every sense that episode nine's the end of the story. She's ready as a performer to move on, but she doesn't know what the future holds. And suddenly that translates into she's done with Ray, which she might not be. 20 years. I don't think she's done. I don't think anyone's ever truly done. Just ask Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you're right. Well, that's nice. I think you're uh, th- it, that's literally all the movie stories. That's is, all the movie is, stories? Is, is, is Ray. Great. Oh, but we can go into the... All right, you, uh, uh, speaking of out of context, Mark Hamill uh, tweeted out something about... Uh, uh, was it Dabusuke, the character he voiced? But that's the thing. He says... Uh, this is in The Last Jedi, the little cameo he had. Uh, he tweeted out... I'm going to read exactly here. Uh, uh, oh, was this uh, on the Chucky press tour? The, the well, again, play? those press tours. Uh, no, someone tweeted him uh, just... Hey, hey, Hamill himself, just curious, did you wear a motion suit for that scene? I would, uh, couldn't help but laugh when I watched the scene. Uh, this is in the Canto Bite. And he said, it is commonly and mistakenly reported that I only did the voice of Dabusuke, but I filmed the, uh, the scene in full motion capture suit with a giant-sized medicine ball to make me the same size as BDA, BB-8. I didn't expect to be credited, assuming it would be another unbilled Easter egg. He was, he was credited. People knew that. Um, I, I don't – I still think – I think he's joking. I don't know. I haven't seen any other confirmation about this. I haven't heard that at all, uh, except this, and, yeah. and it sounds like a Mark Hamill kind of goofing yes. around thing. But then the same, the same the side of that, ball. yeah, the same side of that it could be really funny. But he, he like, he loves, he loves playing goofing around. with people. Yeah. So I, I don't think that he actually did this. That looks, it doesn't really look like a CGI uh, I mean, mo- a performance capture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it looks, and, and people still this this conversation has. To the end of time, if you talk to Andy Serkis, he will tell you people still fight on it. Yeah. There's a significant difference between motion capture and performance capture. And what right. Mark Hamill is talking about is performance capture. And that does not look like a performance capture particular thing. But who knows? Is Mark Hamill, if he's going to say it happened, sure. Yeah. What do you think, Kim? I believe him literally always. Right. No, it's, it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, he's, a joke. he's being Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. Well, it didn't stop a lot of stories saying that he confirmed it. Confirmed it. Uh, oh, the power of Twitter. Uh, that's it for movie news. Do you want to go into a lot of canon stuff? Yeah, it's time to move on to uh, the part of the show. It's, uh, there's not a lot of movie news right now, so we're talking about what's the deal with canon, everything that leads into Star Wars through other mediums, whether it's uh, television or comic books, video games, whatever it could be, novels. We're going to talk about it. Ken, a couple of uh, things. Yeah, this first Big one. rumor. Yeah, rumor. Let's yeah. can we, we let's put that word in. Can we just flash it on the screen? Yeah. Roka, can you run in front with the paper and just yeah. yell? It's huge rumor. 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 Grain uh, of salt. Rumor. Probably not true. Rumor. As, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more interesting than the 87 times we got to talk about the last Jedi comics. Uh, uh, George Harrison in the BBC Sessions disc. It's just a rumor. Just a rumor. Uh, all right. We know that there's uh, more Disney Plus shows in development beyond Cassie yeah. and Andor and, and, and The Mandalorian. Uh, we still think Obi-Wan's a very plausible idea. This idea that uh, we could go Republic in the movies, but also maybe do it in a, in a show. Uh, I think there's room for it. And this rumor pops up this week of uh, the animal, Batista. Dave Batista, who has become quite, uh, I'll say, a quite, a quite a good performer as an actor. And I, as a lifelong wrestling fan and someone who's been in and out, in and out of the business, I was never a huge Batista mark. Me too. Um, but I appreciate him more over time. And then when he, you, he's won me over. And I'm so, I love when someone represents wrestling outside of wrestling. So yeah. I've always been supportive of the idea. But he, I, Blade Runner 2049, I was like, oh, he's, 
He's got this. He's becoming a star. Yeah. He's becoming a, a full-fledged star, and he's earning it because mm-hmm. – and, and I bring reference to this every time. I, I Ryan Satin, Pro Wrestling Sheet, did a great interview with him for 45 minutes, and, you, and, I, and inside of that interview, Batista talked about wanting to dedicate himself to the art of acting, learning stuff all the time, learning from people like James Gunn and other people that he's worked with to where he, he did not pretending like, oh, I've got this. I know what yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. a performer. I've already got it. He's learning every day. And another one that he was great in, I didn't really love the movie, but I thought he was the best part about it was Hotel Artemis. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. He, he did this movie with Jodie Foster that came out earlier this year, I think. Um, but he's great in the film, and he's continually getting better and better and better. I just saw Stuber. He's really good in that one. He knows how to embrace the roles that he's in. Um, now, the reason why this particular story is out there is like there can be a lot of different things that are always in development, um, mm-hmm. which is like I told you, I've told you guys before, when I worked at Joe Silver's company, there were tons of projects that were in development constantly that never saw the light of day and they have a lot of material and projects over a lucasfilm and some will never see the light of day but others because of disney plus have an opportunity now maybe to expand now do Ooh. i think that this particular report is true i don't know him um, being darth bane whether or not darth bane is going to happen as a series i don't know if, if it's true mm-hmm. but i'm going to i'm going to play in the in the optimistic side of that i want it to be true because you know me and all republic and darth bane's one of my favorite characters of all time now if we're kind of fantasy casting here and saying okay let's say that this reports let's say that lucasfilm does want to lead with batista do i think he's the right guy from the bane that i know 100% yes really did you if you're basing it off the novels and the stuff that came off the novel? I think I just get excited about seeing him in heroic or comedic roles. Oh. So I'm probably just she, stuck on that. That's fair. And that's because that's, that's kind of how he's painted himself so far. He does have other performances to where he was a villain. And even in the Riddick movie, he wasn't really a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. He's making his career out as being the hero. But the, the, the thing I would throw at you there is, too, is Arnold Schwarzenegger was also painted as the good guy for, in the beginning of his career. Mm. And he switched in 84 and did the Terminator and it changed his career. Right. Because it, the reason the reason why for not that particular with Arnold, but for this, if they do it the right way, Bane is a very layered, important character. And, it'll let, and you'll, you'll test his chops as an actor. He's got the size for him. Mm. Um, and this is all hypothetically if they go off of how Bane was painted in Legends um, mm-hmm. and they'll be able to do some very interesting stuff with him. Now, if he doesn't get cast, if, if, and again, if this is a, a series, if he doesn't get cast, they say in this report that Lucasfilm is looking for a A-lister to run, to, to carry Bane. And the reason why you would do that if you are Lucasfilm is because to me and you and Ken, we've heard Darth Bane many times. We know what the character's name is, at least. For someone new who's getting Disney Plus and they see Darth Bane, they don't know what the hell it is. They don't know who it is. However, if you say Batista as Darth Bane or someone like – so I get the star power thing. I just think that it's layered enough where you don't need it. That's like casting Pedro Pascal. Of course, it's just like that's that's your entry point. Yeah, Yeah. right. The Game of Thrones fans jump to it right away because whether they're Star Wars or not, they know that he's Pedro Pascal. And then someone like Batista, who's even a much bigger name than, say, Pedro Pascal – like, do you think, Ken, that they need to lead, whether it's Batista or whoever it is, if Bane becomes a series? Um, do you, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm praying. Oh, okay. I'm hoping. But if it does, do you think they need to lead with an A-lister because it's not we a well-known character? Hope. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, case of what, I have, I have a friend of mine. Uh, shout out to Phil. Uh, Phil Lander, the first pro wrestler I managed 20 years ago. You managed pro wrestlers? Uh, was, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's bit, so much uh, I don't know about uh, you. Oh, I, I've, I've wrestled. I've been in, yeah. Uh, um, 
Huh. I've been hit with trash cans and put through tables and cane. I've seen that footage. Yes. Um, Phil's a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, yeah. he, he tweets and Facebook posts Star Wars news all the Mr. time. Mr. Papa? Is that, is that... No, no, no. Oh. Papa Don. You're talking about Greek god Papa Don yeah. out in New York. Shout yeah. out to the like greatest working heel in pro he wrestling stuff today. all the time. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, Phil's a huge Star Wars fan. This is my point. And he's, he's our age group. Yeah. Right? He's been around. He t- tweeted this story the other day. And, you know, it's just a rumor. But he's like... I don't even know who this character is, but Batista, I'm on board. Right. And I haven't reached out to him yet, but it's like, uh, you know, Bane's been around, what, what, as a character, what? Long long time. What did the Carpathian comic book? It was was before Carpathian. It came came out in a comic book years before, and then then it it got spawned into a novel. So it's just a fun, to me, a very fun reminder of, hey, we are sometimes in this bubble and things that we just assume that people know. Right. Uh, Yeah, so I think you have to. You've always come back to Kevin Durand uh, as the choice, right? Yeah. And that might be a better choice. I think Batista with that shaved head, uh, it looks he like the cover of that novel. He does. Uh, the first one, at yeah. least. And, and like I said, it's a very layered character. The, only, the other thing that I didn't love about this particular story, mm-hmm. if it is indeed something that will happen, is the short condensed version of the Darth Bane novel, uh, or even his history, is that he was an angry kind of miner living on this planet with, a, with an abusive father. He gets off, he, he, off the planet. He joins the Sith army. Um, he becomes a, a highly. He learns and taps into the dark side of the force. He becomes a really big soldier inside of that, and he realizes inside of his uh, training that the only way to that the Sith army is ever, or the Sith in general are ever going to survive, is by killing all of them mm-hmm. and only leaving one, one to have the power, one to create the power, creating the rule of two. I want to see all of that first, and then lead into season two being because in, in the report it leads that it's after the Sith bomb happens and it's him going undercover doing all these things fighting from the shadows having the apprentice let all that come in season two and three show me show me the origin because no one knows this guy what do you think Kim? <laughs> if you would have if you had your option if you had a, if like to where it was if you got to see the the battles the sith army all of that stuff or if you just started right away from the smaller scale of it, Darth Bane has just killed everybody. He's already a Sith Lord. He hasn't transformed yet. I mean, you, that's creating stakes. Yeah. That's all that is. It's just like if you kill everyone from the outset, they're going to think, oh, that's, that's the baseline. You have to build to it so you understand, you know, yeah. was this the right choice? Right. That was a huge, uh, very uncool decision to make. And it would be it, what a season finale for season one for those people who don't who are watching it fresh for the first time that don't know the novels that don't know the history of the Bane and you see this this character throughout the entire first season it, becoming part of the Sith army rising in the ranks and then he kills all of them and it's like a red wedding moment. No, that's like the end of season one of Game of Thrones. Right. When it's just like what you right. kill? Oh no! And then everyone go. I mean, and even even if you can even build that out to two seasons. Like, I don't know why you would necessarily start it from there. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's saying if any of this report is true at all. Which- oh, yeah, yeah. But look, uh, this is what we also do here. We, we take some big rumors, and sometimes they're completely fabricated, crazy, yeah. made-up rumors. We Say totally what understand that. And it, but it inspires us as fans. This is the conversations we had on the playground, those conversations you and I would have at lunch, and Kim, yeah. you'd come on, have some bread rolls with us, and we'd talk about it. Well, we had that um, conversation a while ago. When I, when I had said a while back, that I, again, about the Emperor thing, right, that also came out from a, there was a report that was running around from a site that usually gets 99% of the stuff wrong. Yeah. But that site that day had reported on saying the emperor was going to come back. And I said, I agree. And I was like, how do you support this guy? I go, because I think the same thing. Yeah. And like this particular thing with, um, with Darth Bane, it, it's more of hopefulness for me. 
Yeah. It's more of like, what's the next series? They're going to have to announce what? a series soon, right? Another, I would think so. And I, and I, 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 you know, I, I, I'd be happy with anything. Yeah. I, I really honestly mean that. Uh, I really do love the Obi-Wan idea because I love what I, uh, you know, the rumors I'd heard about the Obi-Wan script. Again, rumors are rumors. But going back to Bane, uh, yeah. I, I totally get the appeal. And we've talked about it, And I always – I'm not playing dumb. I'm just not familiar with the Old Republic as much. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm fascinated by you – know, There's George Lucas has some very strong opinions about the history of the Sith and the Jedi that sometimes aren't in line with the legend stuff. He said it. Ah, there's a quote like, some people made up something about a big fight. It really is not that. It was like, so Lucasfilm might have to marry the two. They don't, yeah. they don't have to do anything. And George isn't in those meetings anymore. So well, the showrunner could do it. Yeah, yeah showrunner. They could come up with something entirely, totally new. But I, I, I like where you're coming from. But the, Bane himself is opposed to to Revan and Malak and you know uh, all these other ones. And he's canon because in the Clone Wars, he is. Mark Hamill voices him. Yeah. I have a question well, for both of you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead. I just want to. I want to. I want to dive more into the character of Bane and, okay. and the appeal to him. But yeah, well, let's, back let's, at us. let's do that. But in, in a sec, hold that thought because what we can do also is the hypothetical right now. I think I know where you're going to go with this. <laughs> um, oh, oh. Hypothetical. What? You only get one. Schmo's yeah. choice. You get JT. Are you asking you, Darth Bane series or Obi Wan series? Obi Wan. You shocked me. Well, you thought I'd pick Darth Bane? Darth Bane, yeah. I thought you'd take Darth Bane because I thought that you normally like to see the new and something different. No, I I have an affection for Obi-Wan. I think he deserves more love than he gets. I don't disagree with you as far as that point goes. Mm -hmm. I happen to agree with you. I think that that movie should have been made, although I'm more excited about an overall series with Ewan McGregor. And I'm not complaining at all if that's the series that goes. But I would pick Bane. Sure, sure, yeah. But but your reasoning is... 100. Yeah. I want to see his life. I, I'm yeah. I'm with you. I think that that's it'll be a lot of fun to watch. I'm just I'm shocked because a lot of times you said we've seen it before. Let's move on. Let's do something new. And but you but it's specific be, to, she likes to Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. I got it. That's cool. What about you? I mean, definitely Obi Obi Wan. Yeah. I think especially I would have already wanted Obi Wan's a, a very beloved character for me. And and again, the the layers have unraveled as the years have gone by. And and I got to tell you that Twin Suns episode of Star Wars Rebels great. is one of my favorite things in Star Wars. It's one of my favorite lightsaber fights. It's some of the the what you overcome to you know and, and the, the definition of power all these kind of things yeah. in that moment it, it, it is literally obi-wan at a campsite and it's some of the more compelling things i've ever seen heard read in star wars those mock so trailers me- that they did from him when he played yeah, jesus yeah, yeah. where it looked like it was <laughs> yeah. obi-wan but, but jesus obi-wan same those look great and i think that we would probably take place between f- probably anywhere between three to ten years after revenge of the sith yeah. and you have mon tatooine tuning in i'm telling you i th- really think they're gonna leave if, if they do that series yeah. they're gonna lean and heavy to the Obi-Wan once thought as you did. He's more machine now than man. All that it stuff. Makes sense. It, it makes sense. Yeah. In, in one of the Vader comics, they do. Vader has a flashback. Right. Where he goes to Obi-Wan. Right. I think he refreshes my memory. I think he apologizes or something. In a dream he does. Yeah, and, it's yeah. like, and it's like he's going to go to kill the Emperor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was great. Uh, but but your main stuff. You, you wanna... uh, yeah, I just... I, 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 we talked a little bit. I know uh-huh. a couple weeks ago about the, just the old Republic, the Knights of the Old Republic in general. Yeah. Uh, what draws you to specifically the character of Bane, other than some of the uh, get some of the plot points, which are I've read that first book, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. And then the new canon came out, and I just kind of had to concentrate on that for work. But uh, Bane, man, psychology of 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 the Sith. That's that that to me was what I really liked about it. It was the inner like it's the same reason that I like the first Hunger Games book a lot, right? It's it was you got Which you recommended to me and I cried when Rue right. died and and I'm just yes the first book yeah. Yeah, sorry about that no and I read it the other book that I mention often yeah. is 1972 David Morrell's um, First Blood, which eventually became Rambo in '84, oh, right, right. but the book itself. 
all three of them in, in, what what they have in common it's you it's the thought process the understanding and even though you might not agree with the philosophies of these particular characters you understand why they go in that way it's it's the same reason that Walter White was popular it's the same reason that Tony Soprano was popular mm-hmm. it's because you don't agree with them but you understand them as real people and real thought process and that to me is what Bain was doing and understanding the dark side and and doing his research he was a very smart calculated and brute force type of of uh, Sith Lord right and he wasn't one of these guys like Anakin that was conflicted and just was like, oh, he mm-hmm. took the anger right away because mm-hmm. of his abusive father and everything that he went right, through. Right. And it was a layered a minor, right? Or something. Yeah, like that. it was a yeah. minor. It's a very layered character. And even there's that one particular scene that I remember I love so much. And I haven't read it in so long. Forgive me for it. But it's, I, he he fights one of the, the the top Sith general at the time. And well, the guy who's training him is watching him against the, the top guy who's like the best saber fighter well, in the Sith in, like, Army. The school, he's academy. still in, like he's the in the academy. Yeah, 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 and yeah. the guy like whoops up on him like badly and puts him in the right, hospital right, yeah. and like, like, like almost kills him, right? Yeah. And then he comes back and gets more powerful and starts learning more of the Sith ways and he just like destroys this guy. Like, I think he actually kills him from, from what I remember. I, I, gotta, I have to read it again. But it's it's that unforgiving, unrelentless like understanding of you start to see the the definition of the rule book. It's like if you're a Dexter fan, watching how um, Harry, his dad, came up with the rule, you know, about Harry's rules, Harry's law, and all that, and watching how Bane comes up with his law and figuring it out that it eventually turns into the historic rule of two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that mm-hmm. to me is. It's fascinating, and watching his relationship with Darzana down the line as, as he recruiting this girl to become mm-hmm. the one, watching him train, and then it's like a drug addict too. His 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 journey he, as he gets more and more um, obsessed with the dark side, it decays his body. He gets that armor that t- starts to t- take over his body. He mm-hmm. learns new things about the Force that shouldn't be messed with, and he messes with them anyway. And it takes it gives it makes him more powerful, but yet it makes him way more evil and almost like starts to kill him. It, it, it's it's fascinating, devastating. That stuff with this with the family. Do you remember the thing with that? Did you watch? Did you read the whole trilogy? No, no. Oh, no, no, there's no, a thing no, that no, happens with the family. Book, yeah. It's 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 really devastating. So that's. Huh? As far as yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I get it there, uh, Kim. My, my thought: uh, How do you think uh, we're, we're highlighting a, a bad guy, so to speak? But I think that could work maybe on TV. Do you want to go inside the mind of a, of a Star Wars bad guy even more than we already have? Because we I have with like, Kylo and Vader. I don't know. This might sound unpopular, but I'm kind of tired of. Oh, we can take a nap. Go ahead. Exploring, oh. yeah. In general, I'm just yeah. need a nap. No, I'm kind of tired of exploring a bad guy. I think it gets done and done and done again. Or exploring a guy who's like a jerk, but he's, you know, the best at his whatever he does. He's the best at being a jerk. Yeah. 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 Or, well, or at his field. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, under- just, I'm just a yeah. little bit fatigued with that. Uh, I understand it because that's go to go into the wrestling thing it's a lot more fun fun to be a heel yeah. than than a face yeah. which is why i would love the obi-wan thing of a poster child for for jedi who right. also struggled with it i want to see him struggle long. i want to see like oh he's not the last know, temptation of a Obi-Wan? church boy he's not perfect yeah. he he's had his issues he, i'm sure he's tossed a few back in the cantina but it's uh what you're feeling is is good i, I this is why i want both series yeah i, I mean both <laughs> would be great but the, the difference is uh, and i see where kim's coming from because it, it does it does seem like now because of those shows that I mean, they're so and great and that people wanted, everyone wants right. to do it and it's just like can we do something new and i think normally there it is, there it I, is. Think, I think normally i would say okay uh, 
it always to me is the most it's it's what's the most interesting story and so that's why i still champion this one because we haven't seen that in star wars we haven't seen a lead of some as especially on a tv series i haven't done one yet but to be able to explore and get that much into it on the star wars level um plus that you would have not only bane would be one focus of it whoever the lead jedi it will be the other focus of the stories as well too so you would there are good guys inside the bane novels too but that's not to say they would even explore the bane novels they might come up with completely new things that they want to do and not even touch the carpathian stuff which i think would be a disaster but but uh not disaster that's not fair but a, a mistake i think it would be a mistake for them not to touch he it. tweeted about that this last week did he right? what I did thought, he say I, sometimes with twitter you see something in your timeline it could have been 12 years ago yeah, but yeah. um yeah he tweeted something about yeah was, people were asking hey would you get involved would you want to be involved and he was like say? absolutely but um they own the character so they can do what Whatever they want they and want. they don't get to i don't get to you know be necessarily brought on automatically yeah, but, but call your agent drew call your agent <laughs> tell your agent to, you know get I you mean, in the look, room I, but i know you you have to know in in the ranks of, of Lucasfilm. There's there's fans of this stuff. They're not walking around the hallways going right. Drew who. Right. Uh, uh, it's just a matter of can you will will you what direction you want to go and and you know Michelle Rajwan. I don't know when she exactly starts to take over for developing live action all that stuff, but uh, you know I, I know that name's known there. You yeah, know? It is. Well, so, I'm, but all I'm curious though is that I I wonder and this yeah. this is nothing confirmed or not, what I, my fear my fear is that. Someone like you said, like someone like us on side of the story team says, hey, what if we bring in Drew Carpetian to write some of these scripts? And I go, he's writing novels and he's doing video games. Is that, that, we don't want to really mix the two. We're like, let's, we have, we have uh, you know, what's his face? David, David Goyer, who can come in and throw no. those big names in there. We've got Chris Terrio that's coming <laughs> no, in there. No. But, I, but that's what they do, though. <laughs> no, if you Christian, look at all these things, I'm just saying. But David Goyer, though. I by hate the, it. But wait, but wait, David Goyer, though, what I will say about David Goyer, and I understand some Vader Immortal, he did a fantastic job. A fantastic job writing it. And while speaking with him during that particular junket, I was impressed with his with his vision and understanding and I, the ideals of Star Wars themselves and him working with Filoni and things he's done. So I just throw that in there only because he's a name and a known name as opposed to like a Drew Carpetian who is not known for those type things. Yeah. But you, Kim looks disturbed. I don't like it. <laughs> I love that. That was the most genuine reaction. No. Look at her. She looks like she's going to be okay. To a restaurant and we're forcing her to eat something she yeah. doesn't want to eat. I don't know what to do. Do you like poke? Do you like poke? Have it. It's moving. Eat it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Good, to, good talk. I, I love hearing your passion about it. And I know you know these characters very well and have for years. You've been a fan of this stuff. So, uh, and, I, and, I, and I like the band. I like the idea. I, I totally understand where you're coming from, Kim, because. Uh, Joker origin, and one of the things I love about Heath Ledger's Joker uh, is he changes his origin story every time. It kind of yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. You just know well, he's effed up. The and thing things about the happen. Joker in general yeah. is he doesn't really have a set origin. Right, right, like right. all over the comics, it's different. Yeah. And I, right, right, yeah, yeah. But, it, but it's the thing with this one, because the rule of two exists, it's a thing. And no matter if you take George's version, ends up at the same spot. Yep. You know, eh, the Sith rule for a while, and, and uh, but they have the rule of two. That's clearly from George. Uh, and the Phantom, Phantom Menace novelization, which by Terry Brooks has the section about this with Palpatine talking about the history of the Sith and Jedi. Um, and even all the newer stuff, which might be bigger and bombs, right. and this all ends up at the same spot. I, I am intrigued by that. Yeah. And I do wonder. It, the tone, if the tone changes again, if they keep with the, the, the what you've been talking about, you got a lot of getting to the rule. To I think is really interesting. After that, probably a great character study, 
but you got to be in the shadows for most of the show. It's the whole thing. That's, That's the it's, thing. it's like being the Incredible Hulk on the run, and like the old Bill Bixby one. Yeah. You know, it's like it's being on the run in the shadows, and like it's rumors at this point because he he right, right. he he is operating in the showers, and he's in the shadows. I mean, showers. I'd love. We had a great shower shower scene in Solo. Let's yeah. have one here. No, but in the in the shadows, and he he is operating in the back um, and trying to bring because all the Jedi. Remember. The Jedi up think that the Sith have been gone for years, even in Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. They've been gone for generations. They're gone. And that was because of what Darth Bane did. Darth right. Bane killed them all and then was leading up. And if you go even into James Lucino's novels, like, it just kept getting transferred on. So Plagueis when Darth Zanis was in it, because Plagueis uh, was, and his master, that uh, opening scene. Ten- Tenebris? Tenebris? Whatever Tenebris it was. Yeah, that whole well. scene and the way how Tenebris was trying to train someone else and didn't realize that he, he never thought Plagueis was going to be able to overcome him or, or have mm-hmm. the strength to it. So he started training someone else, and that was his biggest error because Plagueis was so smart and cunning and eventually not only took him out, then murdered a whole ship of, like, uh, yeah. uh, rebels or did whatever they bad were. bad things. Yeah, he did a lot of bad things, and then ultimately then, then he recruited Palpatine. You could lead, if you wanted to, you could keep leading up and do a Sith series, but that leads me to my next question here. And that is, and this is also kind of briefly mentioned in this particular report, would Disney Plus even at- attempt this series because it leads with a bad guy? They got it at this point, right? I mean, they have Fox. What are they going to do? Just sanitize well, everything? But, I mean, Obi-Wan wouldn't be sanitized. The Mandalorian won't be sanitized, but those yeah. are both good guys. Yeah. They're not, well, it doesn't, the narrative but, isn't leading with a bad guy and, e- and really evil stuff. It would be really disappointing if they refused to make it on that principle. I, I, I don't think that's the right move. Yeah, Ken, what do you think? I, yeah, I, I think it's... I, I'm less worried about Disney saying, ah, it's a bad guy. Because Mandalorian, we, I, I don't, he's a tweener right now to me. You know, right. he's, he's, he's probably got to do some bad things in that series, and, and it's the underworld kind of, you know, sort of. We'll see how it plays out. So I, I think, on, again, this is why I like, I'm really intrigued by Disney+. Plus. Plus, it's six ninety nine price point. Looking Crazy. at you, Netflix. I just got my email for more money uh, to them. How much is oh, it? I don't know. It's like up to like thirteen, fourteen dollars no. now. You know, and I just watch British gardening shows on there. <laughs> so, uh, Alan Tishmark, man, love your garden. My favorite show. Yeah. Um, Monty Don too. Sorry, Monty Don fans in the sweater. That's good. Um, anyways, British gardening shows. Check it out. No cupcakes made in those shows. Let's do the British Gardening Council. I would gladly do that. Roka one and two. Yeah. Collider gardening uh, shows. Sure. Let's do it. Is sure. this how you pitch shows? On the air. Yep. And you just go like this. We let the, we I love the show about British gardening. Yeah, we let the fans. Well, Jack just greenlit it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is why I like the idea of Disney Plus. And by the way, I'm folding my arms, not because I'm bored, because if I lean down too much, it, it looks like, like, a like dolphin. I'm having sex with a dolphin. dolphin okay, yeah. so here's the idea. Uh, Disney Plus, the pressure is off. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I can't say how much that makes me excited as a Star Wars fan. It is and it isn't, though, because the pressure's off. Well, and sort of, the pressure's on because yeah. it's Star Wars. Right. And, and because we but just, as, as someone who came out of Solo like this and looked at you and you were right. like, right. and we're still friends. <laughs> we're still friends. So I was like, um, you know, I ran into Maude Garrett. She goes, she goes, what do you think? I go, God, I love it. She went, oh, no. Yeah. Um, I was the only, I, 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 maybe I didn't run into Maude, but I felt like I was the only one that went to that premiere that was like, because I was running into people and they were like, no, you love it? no, no, uh, you were two no. seats away from Perry. He was no. like, right. right. Um, um, 
but point is, you can hate it or not like it or think it's okay. You can. I love yeah. it, but it's in a movie theater, and and you got you got box office and all those things. We've talked about it time and time again. Yeah. I love the idea of just putting on my Star Wars sweatpants, <laughs> watching on maybe yeah. a T-shirt, make some uh, food, and sitting down and watching Obi Wan or Bane or Mandalorian or Cassian, right. with not having to worry. About the box office numbers and, would, and, and fan reviews and yeah. Rotten Tomato scores and all this stuff. And if they start doing like one series a year, maybe even two, if they start getting popular, be like Mandalorian, mm-hmm. we know is going to go two two seasons. We know for sure. They already yeah, said that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we don't know how long Cassian could be limited. It could be one season, that, right. and that's it. But if they start putting out one to two series, maybe one you get at the beginning of the year, one you get at the end of the year. I'm going to get more, and I've said this already, I'm going to get more excited for those than I am the movies because I know that I'm going to have more of an investment. I'm going to be able to watch more content. I'm going to be able to, to wait for the next season and then start to speculate even more so and not be mm-hmm. like, because mm-hmm. after episode nine, I got two hours, maybe two and a half hours, and I'm like, all right, then what's the next movie? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, oh, you wait till next week and watch the next episode. When you're watching a movie, do you have a moment where you feel sad? Because you're not going to see those characters again yeah, for a while. Because sure. I do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you'll probably get that for episode nine, especially if if it goes in the. I think that this is going to have uh, a lot of. Um, I think it's going to it's going to be a lot of good moments in this film that we're going to do a lot of good feel good moments, a lot of nostalgia moments, and exactly what you're saying. By the end of it, you're like, oh, I I finally like I'm really attached to these characters, and now they're gone. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's why I cry at the end of uh, the movie Grease every time and tell me about it, stud. And I know high school's over. And, and then they fly off in the car. Yeah. Why does that car fly? They ever, did they ever say They're why that car dead. Flies? And this was all a Jacob's <laughs> that's, Ladder. Yeah, yeah, that's the rumor. Like yeah, that that's the idea. Yeah. All right. Anyways. All right. Better uh, shape let's, up. Let's do two. Uh, let's, I need let's, a man. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time to hear from you guys. And we're going to go to the, the twits. Uh, we're going to go to the twits? Yeah, we're going to the twits. Hashtag Collider Jedi Council. And you ask some questions. And let's take two and call it a day. Okay. This is Soar Jokar. Wow, espionage joker. People like the joker, Kim. Uh, Hey, Jedi Council, absolutely love your show and the work you all do. No, we appreciate you for liking that. Uh, My question is, each Star Wars film has an ending victory theme before the credits. Which is your favorite? I personally prefer Return of the Jedi's victory celebration theme because the ending wraps up the story so well. So... You mean the Yub Nub? Wait. I, you could go. Uh, I think Victor Celebration is more the newer version, uh, I think, but I could be wrong. Ask that again. I got a little thrown off. What, uh, when start the victory themes. Yes. What, which one you like? Oh, whether like or not. Ends, ends of the movies. In, in general? Throne Room, New Hope. Um, Either version, Return of the Jedi. Uh, Phantom I Menace, like the, the Gungan. Of Empire, because it makes me feel a little bit. The sad version. You went to the saddest victory a, ever. No, it makes me feel like. Oh, we got to we got to really gotta rally this. everyone together and I'm fight. With Kim. We got to okay. do this. Yeah, I'm with Kim. I like okay. the ending because it's, it's I mean, I love this. It's it, a great score. It's a great piece. It yes. is absolutely what she's talking about to where you're like, you start to get inspired of it and then like you said at the end of when you're when you're Fine. watching that movie you go, "Wait, I got to wait 3 years for this?" And we have three years for the sequel. It's like, get me. Get, yeah, that's what it used to be. It used to yeah. be three Gotta years, man. Muster your strength yeah. and, and yeah. get it going. It's yeah. not like it's over. Yeah. You yeah. know. You remember the olden days? We had a you know Back to the Future three. It took like twenty years to come out. Yeah. As a kid. I'm telling you, we we would be if it was the old school ways. We mm-hmm. we would have just gotten uh, Last Jedi this mm-hmm. past December. And we would be now be yeah. waiting. Now we'd be waiting until 2021 for the third piece. Now we have to. Yeah. And I'm still waiting for Young Guns three. Come on, John Fusco, get writing. Yeah. Um, John Rocco loves young guns. 
As, as he should. No, he no? doesn't. No, you got a problem. Get out of here. I know. <laughs> Get out of here. I knew that was going to bring you, you to the dark what you, what side. What do you like, Shane? Okay. He loves um, Shane. He loves Shane. He was in question? Shane. I'll tell you what. I love Revenge of the Sith because even uh, when I was still struggling through my emotions on those films, I remember watching at the end of it going, I'm ready to put in episode four because yeah. I, I thought it really it, it captured the spirit of hope. I, and and, and Augie's Duda band, whatever, that's the Gungan one at the oh. end. The peace orb ending is is still I, I enjoy it on a on a different level, um, but I can't sometimes couldn't get that out of my head. Yeah. You know what I like about that scene though, too, leading up to that scene, yeah. I do love the music piece of when Obi Wan is with Yoda right beforehand. Oh yeah, yeah. And and they when he's talking about the training and taking on Anakin, and they have yeah. that little hint of the Vader mm-hmm. score inside of it. It's good stuff too. All okay. right, thanks for the question. Let's do uh, last one. Last one, Paul Reaper at Reaps Eleven. Uh, Christian Harloff, so yeah. only, only you get to answer. Okay. Uh, using the premise of yesterday, which is the movie which, uh, you know, the Beatles don't exist and only one, only one person knows about them. Uh, you waken up or wake up uh, tomorrow and you are the only person on Earth that can remember the Star Wars franchise. Who do you cast as the big three and uh, is the movie the monster smash that it was back in 1977? Ooh. So you're also the casting director? Yes. You go like, I got an director, idea. I got a director. This and that. It's a tricky thing. The, the, la- the landscape... Of movies would not be the same right now. Right. If that was right. the case, it would affect it would affect time tremendously because mm-hmm. people didn't take shots like this on movies for sure, and everything was uh, very real. And you got your Chinatowns and and right. all these types of movies that were just not. It was it was after Vietnam, and yeah. there was it just there, there weren't hopeful movies. There weren't these type. There were, uh-huh. Blockbuster uh-huh. wasn't really a thing. Yeah, you can you include Jaws because of the numbers it made, but it wasn't didn't right. have that feel. Um, and Star Wars shaped what the blockbuster is. But if you want to say that maybe something else did that, maybe something else was the, the reason for that, and would, would it work today? Were you able to do it? There was no premise or anything like Star Wars. I would probably say, because of comparisons, I'd probably make uh, Leia Millie Bobby Brown. What? Yeah. No, that's, she's too there. young. She's, no, she's like two years old, older, younger than, uh, than, than Carrie Fisher, Fisher was, was yeah. when, when she got cast. Wow. Carrie Fisher was like... She's not, just forever a, a kid in my head, I yeah. guess. But now she's, I mean, she's yeah. 17, 18, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, around that range. Um, anywhere between uh, that particular age it would be fine because the time we shot the thing, she'd be 17, 18. Yeah. Um, so Millie Bobby Brown, um, and because the same type of things that you look at someone who's then 30 years old, right? I mean, Chris Pratt's a little too old now. Mm-mm. A little too old now if that's, if that's your Princess Leia. He's pushing Leia. 40. Is he really? Yeah. Damn. Um, I know you, you said no before when we brought him up, but maybe Anne's Leggort. Um, You're not going to cast Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo? No, I, I 100% would. No. 100% would. No. I just wanted to see the look on your face. No, and it's not, it's, I actually think he's a fantastic actor. I think he's a great actor. I just think, like, and, and he just, it, that wasn't, it just wasn't on Solo. It's a different character. And it, it wasn't performed bad. I'm going to throw him no, on Solo. I, I wouldn't cast him either. Solo. I'm joking. No, I know. 100% I know. Oh, yeah, I would say Anne's Better than Return of the Jedi. Or you know what? I take it back. I know who I would cast. Yeah. Taron Egerton. Taron Which Egerton. One is he? Which suit does he wear in what he's movie? He's Elton John. And he's yeah. in Kingsman. Oh, the King. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he was Han? up. Yeah, he was up. It was between him and, uh, and Alden Ehrenreich. Those were the two that were supposed yeah, to be yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe even Anthony and Gruber. Who knows? Um, ha, no. No. You know the Anthony Gruber? He's what? not an actor. He is an actor. He's not an actor. He is an actor. He's not an actor. He's not a proven actor all the way exactly. through. He was in, uh, he was in uh, Age of Adeline. Don't sure. you have to cast yeah. unknowns in these roles, though? Yeah, he was unknown. I mean, like, all yeah. three of them should be unknown. 
Well, I mean, I mean, there's some. This, this, this is yeah, a yeah, dream. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a dream casting. Who you do? Don't Millie, mess up our dream. Millie Bobby Brown. I'm here to ruin your dream. Yeah. But, okay, but we could debate the Hall one for Taron Egerton. Now Luke. The Luke's one is that's an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, again, Nicholas Holt's a little too. Sebastian Stan looks exactly like him. He does. He's a little too old. He's a little old. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good good call. Let us let us think about that. I, I, do, I'm so bad. With yeah, let's let's do one more. Than that's that's a tough. And let's Donald Glover as Lando. Uh, yeah, yes, I, I'm Empire, so bad yes. with fantasy castings because I can only. I, this yeah. is why I'm not a casting director. Right. Uh, you want one more? We yeah, got do one, one more, more down more. here. Cool. Meteor Boy says uh, episode nine is upon us. There's a great chance we'll have books about Ray Finn and maybe even Luke, etc. Uh, we know those are coming out. Actually, uh, do you think we should have them sooner? Or was it too risky to have a novel being too close time wise to the movies before the trilogy is? Is done. Uh, I think I understand where he's coming from. I think question. he means like standalone episodes afterwards right, right, right. too. Um, they, they usually always wait until right, it's over right, because right, right. Ne- because once you probably see a, an onslaught of them once once nine's over because now now it's open. You mm. call up James Lucino and Claudia Gray and and Christy Golden and you go, okay, look, we want to uh, we want to take a lot of adventures now from Luke. Going up until hitting episode seven, go at it now! Now, now it's open. We're not going to explore these characters for years upon years. Have a blast! Uh, so I think you're going to see more. I think it is too risky to do it now, especially now that JJ still probably and JJ sometimes silly uh, holds the the script so close. This oh, silly yeah. secret black box thing that he has. Uh, so you're not going to get any information on it. But would you want to see them now? As opposed yeah, to later? do it now. Do it now. Ride that wave, baby. But you don't think it can give away... Put something weird in episode nine and connect it to the books. Then you're selling books. Right. But that's the thing, is that they don't do that. And that's the whole... Because I thought they were going to do something like when they did Catalyst for Rogue One. Mm -hmm. That was a perfect way to connect both of those things because Catalyst is awesome leading into Rogue One. And there's barely any mention of it at all. And I don't even think that any of those people even read James Lucino's novel. So uh, it's... You have to accept that what the novels are now, it's, it's to appease the fans of the novels. That's really what it is. It's like to go, oh, I'm going to learn something brand new and, and kind of and, and be rewarded on the screen. You have to, you have to get rid of that expectation because it, it might happen every once in a while and you can get rewarded. But you have to go in just as a fan of these overall books and these great writers that they bring in. That's the way that you have to accept that. Do you, do you think I'm wrong for that particular point? No, of view? no, I mean, no, I think I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's again, it goes to that general audience thing, you know? Yeah. Just, we love them. I love them. I, I haven't missed, uh, missed very few. Right. Uh, get Alphabet Squadron on my, on my plate next. Um, yeah, uh, um, as far as too close to moving, we know the Triple Force Friday is coming out. There are going to be books about the resistance between the time. Just some of the big ones and stuff after, it's a little dangerous. It's, it's, it's that weird landscape, man. You have to, it's not like comics where you can do a run and then reboot all the characters again and do that and then reboot all the characters. I just want it to be more accessible and widely read. Yeah, yeah. I know. I understand it's its own ecosystem. It is. It is. And that's the thing is I always talk about how this is 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 the story unfolding in front of us and it has to connections or not, it has to kinda you know, be in its own place. So it's it's a weird thing going forward after nine. I hadn't really even thought about yeah. it. Yeah. All right, well, listen, that's the show. Thank you guys so much for checking us out here today on Collider Jedi Council. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or, or anywhere podcasts are found, Spotify, obviously. Um, thank you to the guests on the panel today, Ken Knapsack. Get hey, the book. Man. 
Yeah, Why We Love Star Wars, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieMountain, Target.com. Uh, a lot of cool places like that. Uh, pick up the book. I'm uh, going to be doing a event locally to, to California. I'll have more information coming up. Uh, August 24th, be hosting a screening of A New Hope at the Clark Center Community nice. Center in my hometown of Royal Grande, California. It's actually on my old high school campus. Whoa. I'll be there doing a Q&A, uh, helping uh, the Central Coast Film Society, which is a great organization. Uh, organization Sarah Risley and her team there was a big schmo fan, big movie trivia Schmodown fan. That's where she uh, connected with me on, on the business uh, side of things there, Christian. Uh, uh, it made it possible. I'll be there August 24th. Uh, go to their website for more information. Kim Urso, where can they find you? Uh, you can find my recent trip to Galaxy's Edge on Instagram.com slash Kim Horcher. On Twitter, I'm at Kim Scorcher. And you can catch me on Super League Gaming. We just launched an Apex Legends version of Spawn Point, which I host along with the Overwatch version. Nice. And you submit your clips and you can win something that I can't tell you what it is, but do it. But do it. I like that. And let the English say you do it. Uh, also, guys, thank you so much uh, for Ken for bringing up the Movie Trivia Showdown because we have a few big events that you guys should come and check us out. If you're going to be at Comic-Con, don't miss the opportunity to come see Rachel the Crusher Cushing put that Inner Geekdom Championship on the line against Mike the Killer Kalinowski. It is the third time they've played in the Inner Geekdom, the ShmodownLive.com, July 20th. Don't worry, you'll be able to see all the panels. We're pushing the event to around like the 8, 830 area so everybody can make it on over. We're doing a little meet and greet, doing the whole thing. And then in New York, August 31st, get your tickets. About 400 tickets sold so far. The ShmodownLive.com. Looking like a title match will happen That's in that event, That's too. Big. It's big. All right, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. For Ken and Kim and for the whole crew, thank you to Adam Smith. We'll see you guys next time. May the force be with you. Always. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Looking for the perfect gift? Check out a Visa Virtual Account. Available at giftcards.com. Gifting a Visa Virtual Account is easy. Simply select your gift amount, add optional personalization, and click send. A thoughtful gift delivered in moments. As one of the world's most recognized brands, virtual Visa cards are secure, never expire, and work for any budget. They're also eco-friendly. Eliminate the need for plastic with a virtual gift delivered straight to their inbox. Whether you're shopping for a family member, friend, coworker, or client, a Visa Virtual Account is always the perfect fit. Visa Virtual Accounts can be used online anywhere Visa is accepted, so the possibilities are endless. They're convenient to send and easy to spend, making it the perfect gift for any occasion. Start gifting your virtual Visa today at www.giftcards.com virtual.